Hey folks, unsung, we're in person. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Officially Unofficially. Yeah, officially and unofficially. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> it's supposed to be a Christmas special, but I don't think we can get away with calling that when the time, by the time it comes out. Business as usual. <laughs> the, the best laid plans of mice and men after getting ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we did intend to record this earlier, but uh, you went and got yourself ill. Not just that, but I mean, we would record it even, even earlier if you hadn't got yourself hacked. And we lost like a month and a half. <laughs> what we're saying is that viruses of all kinds are to blame. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We're all better for it, right? Yeah, I quite like it, actually. We did notice that there'll be a few consequences of this. One is that even by the end of this sesh, we'll only be maximum two-thirds as drunk as we probably would have been. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that yeah, the last 20 minutes should be coherent, hopefully. <laughs> or recorded. Or recorded, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we can blame that on a virus as well, Mark. Yeah, yeah. just my brain is the virus, I think. <laughs> But there's, it's it's interesting recording at this side of the new year. Um, one thing, one lovely bonus is that we've not actually exchanged our Christmas presents yet. Yeah, hear that live so, on air. Yeah, we, we do it live on air. But let's jump into that halfway. Let's let's get warmed up a wee bit here. The really good thing about opening presents in an audio medium is that everybody can see it. <laughs> That was ironic. You obviously can't. It's horrible. It's terrible for fucking. It's terrible for a podcast. I wish there was a sound sample that was dust balls <laughs> bouncing across the desert. But ironically, that's obviously also bad for visual. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> we just go deeper into the hole. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, welcome to the new year, guys. We're all set for see, a smashing year of content. This is the thing, guys. This is part two of the three-part Christmas special, and usually this is the the best one. Mm. This is the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, because we're tipsy yeah we're tipsy but we come hearing into it high on life end of the year's coming up we're all like right let's fucking do it and the questions in this one are usually still somewhat coherent vaguely discursive but not completely nonsensical whereas the third part is when we tend to leave a lot of the shite mm-hmm. because it's going to be a shite answer as well <laughs> so um thanks for everybody or thanks to everybody that contributed to the question pool this year there's quite a number um i think we've worked out it's about 12 questions per episode mm-hmm. roughly that's right yeah um, um some got condensed because we're very similar but we'll give you a shout out anyway as we said uh, the big difference between this and part one uh, will be the sound of snacks mm-hmm. <laughs> Canton and belching Yes Possibly Probably uh, What there won't be Is the sound of a swinging door For every toilet run Because we're not actually in Dave's work Because Dave's oh, yeah. work Is no longer Dave's work Yeah I don't work there anymore So uh, we're now in In my house Or in the unsung studio <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, in advance to my housemate uh, For accommodating this shit show Yes But it's it's cosy right It's all like Ooh. Christmas lights We've got a Christmas It's very warm It was absolutely pissing it down outside But already the Water on my knees has <laughs> evaporated. Let's say uh, condensation on the window now. Since this is not a visual medium, as Mark very, very <laughs> drolly pointed out a minute ago, um, let's also give a nod to the jacket that you turned up in, David. Oh, yeah. Well, my fleece. It's uh, sort of Nike. 
Nike You know the picture You look at that And you know that the kids That made it had a fun time Doing it (laughs) Yeah absolutely I'm thinking It's kind of like An E.C.O.L.I. Petri dish Mm. Or Picture an early 90s Leisure centre Yes Basically Or a late 90s Bus seat Oh it's It's, it's a first bus seat It is a first bus seat You know what it is It's all of those things Overlaid onto each other That's what it is It's a collage It's a smashing jacket You were saying It's the most complimented Piece of clothing You've ever worn yeah, pretty much every time I wear it, and I bought it in like fucking July, I go out and a random person will say, oh, like, person working at the co-op, person, you know, on the train, oh, I love your jacket, oh, that's a great jumper, oh, I like your fleece, and I'm like, thanks, it's fine, <laughs> it looks <laughs> like a coli. <laughs> it's, it's interesting though, because it really was quite striking. It is. Mark, you're wearing a nice t-shirt yourself. Thanks. Danny got me this, so run, Camp Run the Jewel t-shirt with mm-hmm. Colin Mike and LP as Camp. Leaders, is that what they're called in America? Camp leaders? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a boat. It's and a um, black and yellow. I like yeah. a bit of black and yellow. It's good. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's striking. Striking. It's got the, the black <coughs> sort of uh, the collar. collar. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got this as a gift. Oh, Cocteau Cocteau Twins. Twins t-shirt. Cocteau Twins t-shirt. Ah. What does yeah. that sound like? <laughs> it's soft. <laughs> <laughs> it's soft and it's inoffensive. Grangemouth's <laughs> finest. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're all reasonably well dressed Dave's exceptionally well dressed that's something that we hadn't really taken on board since David started doing fewer episodes of the show is just how much the fashion value plummeted and the knee value <laughs> <laughs> he's not wearing shorts today though yeah I know it's too cold for that shit I've got I take my shorts take three months off it <laughs> <laughs> so works on a lot of levels yeah, yeah. Um, okay so what are we drinking? Uh, Brew Dog Silk Road. I'm not going to feel bad about it though because capitalism. <laughs> you're, you're, you're so into punk. As a thing. Straight to the Brew Dog. It is a thing. It, yeah. But you're on the random nice beers, aren't you? Yeah, just the random nice beers, yeah. There's a Loch Lomond one there. Loch Lomond's a, a cracking brewery. Yeah, probably a bit more cool than <laughs> Brew Dog, I would but say. It's a wee bit better yeah. as well. It's, it's really good. Loch yeah. Lomond, large body of water in Scotland. <laughs> Oh, we're fucking we're fighting all cylinders so far, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the wine lesson that you gave us last time, that wine class that we had, Dave. I don't like, remember that. There's two kinds of wine, French wine and not French wine. Aye, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, uh, this year I'm on Trevento, Argentina, Malbec. Is Argentina uh, in France? <laughs> no, it's no, the other one. This, 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 this is one of the other types of wine. <laughs> but I'm just checking it. I... It's called Mendoza, wine of Argentina. Mendoza, was that not the the name of the bad guy? Carlos in, Mendoza. In the fake Simpsons sort of movie that runs through... Oh, who, who's the Schwarzenegger? Is that Raul Mendoza? Raul Mendoza? Oh, ripoff. Um, is it not Mendoza that he shouts, Mendoza! Oh, oh. I, think it's, I think that says, like, is that not like his boss? Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the like chief that. of police or You're something? You're not talking about McGarnagle, you're talking about the other one. Yeah, yeah. No, the guy that is... Based, that is Schwarzenegger Yeah well, I can't remember his name uh, The goggles They do nothing Goggles <laughs> <laughs> They do nothing <laughs> uh, Yeah Senator Mendoza McBain 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 There uh, is a McGarnagle The Simpsons yeah, thing yeah, as well yeah, yeah. McGarnagle This is a This is a Christmas special It's a Merry Malbec Can you do me a so favour And look up Carlos Mendoza Carlos Is he not a football player? Uh, he's a <laughs> 
No. He's a Venezuelan baseball manager. That's the one. Of course. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one that automatically jumped to mind. Eh? Yeah. Well, it's, I hope it's a good year for him. What are you drinking, you wank? Well, I'm drinking a Ukrainian uh, vodka. Nermirov. Specifically Ukrainian Nimirov. vodka. Nimirov. Because, you know, Slava Ukraine. Slava Ukraine. And uh, thanks for buying that. Also, we had a wee tipple of a Scottish vodka called, I think it's Blackwoods. Blackwoods. Um, I... Tasted this by accident. I, I, how, do you, how do you taste vodka by accident? Well, contrary to what this suggests, I'm not really that big a vodka fan. But the the lovely person at a trade fair that I was just happened to be at was like, "Here, try this. It's surprisingly good." And that Blackwood stuff is surprisingly good. Mm. Scottish, I think it's from up somewhere near Perth. So if you want to try vodka that's actually really not horrible, Dave, you can vouch for that. Yes, I can't drink vodka because of being a 14 year old who. Snorted vodka <laughs> And uh, I just had a little sip of that Straight Normally that would make me wretch And have to go to the toilet And think about All of the bad things I've done in my life And actually It was just like A nice spirit I was amazed yeah, I was yeah. amazed I honestly I, I said to you My theory is Scottish water Yeah yeah Famous Scottish water Absolutely We're just more accustomed to it None of that Burtonisation Look it up on YouTube um, Okay Right I think that's us warmed up Yeah <laughs> I had a random fact about Poland there. I was going to chuck in about the tap water, but we'll just fucking skirt right past that motherfucker. <laughs> Carlos Rosales Mendoza was a Mexican drug lord. Carlos Mendoza. Yeah, right, you're okay. probably talking about him, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's from something. Life, probably. Um, we have a question, Mark. You're going to be doing the questions. So uh, yeah. how about you take us away? Ricky Stewart. Long time listener and donator to the pod. Donor, I donor. think is the word. Sub. Let's <laughs> just, just Subator. Subator. <laughs> um, we've got a mass subator because he's given a lot of money. <laughs> hey uh, What is the best pop song that didn't chart by pop bands or indie, metal, punk or hip hop bands? I have a good answer for this, but who wants to go first? I've got a couple of interesting ones. Um, Where is my mind by the Pixies was never a single. That's mad. So that never charted. It yeah. actually did chart. It charted in 2022. Yeah, we, uh, but it didn't also chart in Fight Club came out? No, it didn't. Um, not in the UK at least anyway, but it, it charted in the, the UK indie chart in 2022. Um, that's the first time I'd ever charted in the UK. Um, I always thought that was a single. It, it was never a single, which mm. is in the UK at least anyway. That's really interesting. Well. There's probably a couple of Pixies songs that are like that. Mm-hmm. So. It's on their great stats. Mm-hmm. That's strange. Yeah. Death to the Pixies. Mm. Mm. Um, Dave, you got any for this? I, well, yeah, there's like just a couple of my favourite songs. I still scrobble to Last FM. I don't know if you guys uh, do. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. So it's really handy because I don't have to look at Spotify wrapped because I can just look at the, like, the actual The actual data. Actual data yeah. um, What's your most that includes song? December. What's your most Think played song all, ever? Uh, I'll tell you right now, actually. It's a Latitudes song, Myth Cathexis. Remember that band Latitude? So like doomy post metal. Yeah. Mm. But I have a feeling. I mean, that's. I really do like that song. It's a banger. It's very heavy. It's got a big chunky thing. But I. I feel like the top twenty is a little bit skewed because I used to just leave a song playlists on all night by mistake, or just like my laptop used to. 
play and repeat so there's definitely some albums in here that I've maybe listened to three times but I've got like 500 plays mm. but, anyway uh, there's a song Pantalon by Cornell Kovacs who's a producer that I have listened to and probably played every DJ set I've ever DJed It's a sample from uh, like a late 70s, early 80s disco track and it's speeded up and then it's just got really good, nice production in it. And it came out on Glasgow label Numbers mm-hmm. about f- 10 years ago. It's just a really fun pop song and I, it's, yeah, it's my possibly my favourite song ever made. Um, ah, you've played this to me before. Yeah, probably. It, it's just yeah. like really upbeat, mm. fun song that you can just play anytime. Uh, and then there's another, there was this Russian band called Tesla Boy and they were just like synthy nonsense kind of like 80s throwback synth stuff but they had this song called Spirit of the Night and I actually I believe I first heard it was it Digital Winch, the club night they used to do? Oh, yeah, in? yeah. And they played this song, and I was like, holy shit, that is a total banger. And uh, I've got no idea if they support Putin or anything anymore, <laughs> like that little Russian uh, bracket that you have to say. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just a, a real fucking class pop song, and it was, you know, nobody's ever heard it. I don't know if it did well in Russia or not. Um, okay, well, I, I was a bit confused as to whether <coughs> didn't chart meant top 40 or top 100. Um, the song uh, Beaten Heart Baby by Head Automatica only got to number 44. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, yeah, which I think is incredibly low for that tune. Um, and the track "Cornerstone" by Arctic Monkeys uh, only made number ninety-four for one week. And given how prominent that song is in their live shows as well as just in their kind of catalogue I think that's pretty surprising Um, the absolutely easy and correct answer for me full stop, it wasn't even a single which blows my fucking mind uh, is The Crawl 2 by Arcade Fire is probably their best tune just absolutely incredible disco-y blondie type track from the suburbs that is just fucking sensational and yeah it wasn't even a single and a bit like Where Is My Mind it's become one of their most totemistic tunes Mm -hmm. yet 
just sits at like I think it's like number thirteen or something in that in that record with that ignominious fucking name as well, the crawl part too. When you know, I think it's bracketed as mountains beyond mountains, which is the line from it. That's just so fucking sensationally good that song. Funnily enough, Arcade Fire come up in the answer to one of my questions to a later... No, one of my answers to a later question. They, you know, they've had four number one albums, but they've only once been in the top 20 singles. Do you know I couldn't tell you what an Arcade Fire song sounds like? Uh, that's your loss then, to be honest. Because they are... Although they're up and down with their albums, when they're up, they're fucking all the way up, man. They're they're an excellent band. One of the best live shows I've seen in years, actually, the, the show at the Hydro. Um, but yeah, the song Rebellion Lies was their only single to go top 20, which I thought was kind of surprising. But yeah, some other tracks that were not uh, singles. Uh, ABBA, Have a Bunch, mm-hmm. Happy New Year wasn't a single, The Visitors wasn't a single, The Piper was, wasn't a single. The Visitors fucking hell, man. Um, and then obviously I want to chuck in any one of three songs from the Crazy Nights album by Kiss <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to say them you chuck them in let's move on <laughs> uh, well My Way is like the Rocky montage song that should have been yeah, it's, it's yeah. every bit as good as fucking Survivor so Yeah, that should have happened. Uh, but also, uh, just an honourable mention for the track "Vanishing Tanks" by Adam Stafford, which uh, is just this brilliant bit of like really weird talking headsy alternative pop. Came from a very underground act, you know. Adam's, ugh, I don't know, people know him here, but he has absolutely nothing like the breakout success he deserves. We've done a show uh, partially about Adam, and um, that track I just think is a brilliant bit of pop music. Um, so yeah. A couple to chuck in. Um, I kind of took it. I kind of thought about big artists. Um, Free Fallen by Tom Petty didn't make the top fifty in the UK. I'm glad of that. Yeah, I mean it's a huge <laughs> song though, and one of his biggest. The song "Mountains" from the album "Parade" by the artist Prince hit the alarm. How, 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 Jeez, how well, many minutes of the episode? Yeah, fucking hell. Um, We spoke about this song, we spoke about that album on an episode a while ago, that's, I think that's an unsung classic of his, that's a great song, Din Shart here, um, and a really weird one, uh, you ever, have you ever heard of What's So Lo- What's so Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding? Yes. Uh, the Elvis Costello song, mm-hmm. the version of that song. Every time I feel like this inside, there's one thing 
one of one of probably his most famous songs, I think. It, yeah, um, there's that, a, there's some big covers of that as well. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a cover. It's a, that is a, it's a cover of a I think it's like a soul tune um, or a Motown song. Yeah, but I mean, um, since then as well, though, there's a couple of sort of like slowed down, sexy alternative kind of covers. Actually, there's a video for that and all that, but it was never released as a single ever. Mm. Interest is quite, and he was kind of hot at that period. That was like Invisible Army's era, so that was kind yeah. of when he was, you know, at his peak. You would, some would say, that's um, pretty surprising. So, yeah. yeah uh-huh. All right. Well, that was a sensible answer. Yeah. Should we go to the next one? Um, Jordan, Jordan Butler. Hey, Jordan. You've been with us since the start, I think. Jordan. So thanks. Is, is he another subator? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he used to be the metal guy. He used to be the one that you see all the metal records from Dave. Um, oh, that's a nice bit of chocolate you gave me there, Mark. It's eighty-five percent. <laughs> It's very dark. It's waxy but good. Um, name some unsung countries in terms of musical output. I feel as though this is a this is a kind of a prompt a little bit as well. Um, well, <coughs> sorry, I'm just uh, finishing that delicious chocolate. I have a few here. Can I throw mine in, and then I'm sure you're going to mm-hmm. add on top. And I want to start by acknowledging my acute ignorance with regards to African music, the music of different African nations. I only know a few that are you know reputedly excellent, and I'm sure. Every citizen of every African nation can make a case for how good some of their musical output is. The ones that have made it across here in terms of my limited awareness, um, I mean, Nigeria is the biggest musical nation in Africa in terms of charts and stuff. Nigerian acts are sort of dominant there. Um, I always understood that Ghana was great for music. There's like guy E.T. Mensa, king of high life, mm-hmm. who invented that genre. Mezi, mezi. Reggie Rockstone created that, uh, what's it called, uh, Hip Life, is it, is it Hip Life? It's like the crossover style between high life and hip hop um, and that, that sort of that, that, that world of music I'm afraid it's, it's beyond uh, my, my real knowledge but I, I'm aware of it and aware of its importance and aware of like real notable successes also Mali is pretty legendary for music in Africa um, names that we might know would be like Songhai Blues You know Dave, obviously, and Ali Farkaturi, the guitarist. Uh, but there's so many more besides But I just want to get that out in advance I'm going to sound really ignorant and very western-centric here Because my knowledge of African music is not what it should be But, you know, life's short um, France, of course, a big one for me the, the French underground in particular is where I'm coming from uh, Marvin, who do our theme tune Gatcha, the the duo Electric Electric, Papia Tigre, uh, multiple generations of really, really interesting alternative French underground bands who, I don't know, they, they get into it and they never really expect any breakthrough success. And the French underground, as a result, doesn't really have a thirstiness to it. 
there's a real sense of people just wanting to be part of this movement in France and also just create great songs and experiment. I mean, Electric Electric are a great example of that. They just went further and further out there. There isn't that sense that you get with some alternative bands here where they do reasonably okay and then they maybe get a wee bit of a ambition to do some breakthrough stuff and the music sort of gravitates towards something that just might, you know, trouble some indie charts or something like that. Mm-hmm. The French bands don't really seem to subscribe to that and they just plough this furrow of like, this is what we creatively want to try out and as a result, being involved in that circuit is just constantly exciting. Going on tour there, the bands you see that are just doing stuff, you're like, where the fuck did they come up with that? Like, why are they doing that? It works, but it shouldn't, and it's it's phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, we've spoken about Belgium on the show. Mm-hmm. The kind of Belgian weird alternative pop scene with, like, Millionaire and Deus and Goose. Um, I guess uh, what's that by So Wax even bands yeah, like that so wax, mm-hmm. loads of really unusual music in Belgium like you're like what are you thinking there's like a weird place where it's sometimes almost funny sometimes kind of goofy it's, it's a strange country but they make some great things mm-hmm. um, and I would just say Ireland as well Republic of Ireland in particular uh, Gilla Band Girl Band um, Fontaine's DC ADBC Shank All Twins Again, scratching the surface, like lots of really, really good, interesting alternative stuff comes out of Ireland. And again, a bit like their their European cousins, their fellow Europeans, uh, EU citizens, um, they do stuff that's generally really pretty innovative. I think even some of the bands that have broken through out of Ireland, I mean, Gilliband are doing all right, yet they're really odd. They're really not the kind of sound that you'd expect to have breakthrough success. It's pretty harsh. So I, I really admire what, what comes out of there. Cool, Dave. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm kind of going to reflect that. I feel like I'm only just getting started and delving in and discovering not just... It's pretty large to start with a whole like a whole continent because you're like where the fuck because you could just listen to music from Manchester. Mm-hmm. You could just listen to music from yeah, Glasgow. Totally. But there is just so much amazing African music, but also Middle Eastern music mm-hmm. and like North African music and Arabic music that I've been yeah getting into. I mean, yeah, you mentioned a couple of the big ones there, like Nigeria does so much stuff. And I reckon a good place to start is actually, there are compilations released by different record mm-hmm. labels. Yeah. Uh, like South Africa has so much amazing Do you remember music. Um, years ago we got asked about the Ethiopics, the, mm-hmm. the Ethiopian kind of progressive jazz compilations that were absolutely amazing. Again, if you're even vaguely interested in that sort of stuff, try and find the Ethiopics, Ethiopia, P-I-Q-U-E-S at the end, um, which is, these are, they're kind of semi sort of legendary, uh, kind of underground 
compilations of this amazing music from that area. What also, I mean, I hate to promote it, but if you find a banger on Spotify and then hit Artist Radio, you'll find so many artists that sound, you know, kind of similar to that. Mm. That That's how I find a lot of stuff. So like the Next Stop Soweto series of compilations are like so good for South African music, but then also just African continental music. Yeah, they're interesting folk like, um, you find guitarists like Abdullah Umbadag, Ooh, I think isn't famous, yeah. A Nigerian <laughs> the delivery, the confidence in that delivery as well. <laughs> uh, another song, right? This is one that could have been from the previous question, Only You by Steve Monite. <laughs> Uh, what an absolute tune And like never been in the charts Might have been in the charts in Nigeria I don't know How do you spell his but, name? Uh, just Steve okay. And then M-O-N-I-T-E Yeah it was a second name that yeah. I was mainly getting <laughs> <laughs> uh, Like you can play that anytime You could probably play it at a wedding And people will love it I would just guess that that's Monite No? Monite Yeah maybe Yeah it's probably French <laughs> And yeah I, Man I can just get lost Find it And I yeah, I'm going to totally plead ignorance as well, but like, just go f- find weird stuff and, you know, there'll be weird 70s disco movements that happened in Uganda that you have no idea about. And uh, yeah, you just have to find the compilation that sort of brings all these artists to you. So since Dave's now got a job as a Spotify plugger, mm-hmm. they sacked a third of their workforce and hired Dave. Um, but Just Dave. <laughs> uh, since we're plugging apps... Actually, what Dave's just said there, I've got a very, very good suggestion for an app. So there's an app called Radio, uh, and that's all, like, I think there's about four or five O's at the end of it. And what Radio does is it gives you a, a, a world map, and you can click on any country, and you can then click on any decade, and they will play what you would have heard on the radio in that country in that decade. Oh, yeah. And it is fascinating. And it's really, it, there's loads of like crossover with like politics as well. Because, for example, in Iran, mm-hmm. in the 80s, suddenly there's no fucking radio. And you're like, what's going on here? And then, meanwhile, in Iraq, in the like, late 70s, it's heavy metal. And it's so interesting. You can click on African nations, Latin American nations, you can click in the Far East, you can click in the Middle East, you can click all over the place and go back I think all the way back in some cases all the way back to the 1930s 40s whenever the the, the, the kind of shortwave broadcasting mm-hmm. started they've got samples of stuff is going way way back cool. and um, and then obviously right up in, in, into the modern it's it's a terrific app honestly it's great if you're just driving or you're just curious you want to research a country like Dave said you know we're talking about these names for Mali or Ghana, right? They're probably the equivalent of like Deacon Blue and Louis Capaldi from those countries. So you can only imagine how many amazing bands there are further down the iceberg of Ghanaian or Malian music mm-hmm. that, that you won't hear of until you're much more familiarised with it. And as Dave also says, it's like so hard to familiarise yourself with such a large body of work. Um, but that app, Radio, is excellent for that. It's really, really interesting. And as I say, the political crossover stuff is just fascinating as well.
Cool. Uh, for me, I want to kind of draw a little bit of, spo- a little bit of a spotlight on uh, Midwestern emo in Japan. Um, ah, of which right. there is, when I say Midwestern emo, I'm thinking more like American football or Algernon Cadweller or you know that kind of that kind yeah. of era, or even even like early Discord like Fugazi, if I recall that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those bands like Iron Protector, Anorak, all caps exclamation mark. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> um, by the end of summer. Soccer, Pen, uh, they're all really good bands. They're all Is that Soccer and Pen? Soccer or? and a band called Pen, yeah, oh, right, two okay. different bands. Um, soccer Pen would be an alright emo name as well. Yeah, so Japan is Japan. I've been, I've got quite a few bands kicking about doing that kind of thing, but it's kind of, it's kind of. You know why it over. is? It's because they've already got the fringes. Well, <laughs> you could say that, but it's that was before that era. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but it kind of, it kind of floats over a little bit to to like other parts of Asia as well. Uh, there was a band in twenty twenty three who played here from China called Chinese Football. They're basically like American football, but Chinese, and they're from Wuhan in China. Um, kind of sound a little bit, a little bit like Death Cab or like Fevers and Mirrors era, Bright Eyes. Um, so that looking at that, like that kind of emo. Um, there's forests from Singapore. Who are kind of I don't know a bit mathy. Wouldn't sound out of place on like the Vans Warped Tour in the early two thousands. By the also. way, heavy fuck you for making me edit all these clips. <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Um, Falls and all Japanese bands. You can use Google, yeah. another massive corporation, yeah, to find all these my, bands. My Chinese keyboard as well. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, and then there's another band called Empty Bottles from Hong Kong. So yeah, it's like they're, they're popping up all over the place. I think there's a few bands in the Philippines and all that as well. So emo seems to be spreading over that end of the world. It's pretty cool to see. There is you know? a, a really interesting documentary which has just popped into my head, which is about the punk scene in Indonesia. And I cannot remember the name of it. Dave might look up punk documentary Indonesia while I'm rambling <laughs> here. Uh, but basically it in Indonesia, familiar. especially in some of the more southerly I- islands, they're so religiously fundamentalist. A punk daydream. A punk daydream, yeah. They're so fundamentalist that being a punk rocker carries with a death sentence. Mm-hmm. That's no exaggeration. Like these kids frequently disappear and then the bodies turn up and they are keeping a punk scene alive. In one island in particular, the name of which again, go and see the documentary, look it up. Absolutely fascinating story where we've talked about it in the past in the context of Russia and stuff, but it's where punk actually is proper rebellion, is properly like resisting the authoritarian state and the the religious authoritarian state in that in that context. So, um, yeah, that's another one that probably deserves to be highlighted, and it's a, a really fascinating insight into it. Uh, so, I think we did a pretty good job there, and there's a whole much, there's whole much, there's whole much, whole much, <laughs> there's much more of the world left to explore. Hey, Dave, whole much, a whole much, whole much, whole munch. All right. right, so I mean, this, these are the kind of answers you wouldn't have gotten if we'd started drinking one full episode ago. I mean. <laughs> Although Mark would not have still have been talking that. Okay, next one. Uh, the next one is Neil Quinney. What's your favourite post Max Sepultura record? And would they have turned shite if he stayed in the band? 
Um, I oh wait, I misread this. This is post Max Sepultura record. Yeah, I thought I thought it was post Sepultura Max record. Max record. <laughs> well, that's, so I was like, well, it's got to be Soulfly, but I mean, they're all pretty shit. That's one interesting ambiguity in this question. The other one is the quote, uh, would they have turned shite if he stayed? Does that mean they are shite and would it have mattered? Or they aren't shite and would he have made them shite if he Well, I saw Sepultura in the Ironworks, RIP, in Inverness. Inverness, yeah. Uh, It must have been like 2010, I don't know. Very weird that they played in Inverness. Mm -hmm. They were amazing. They had their really fucking good line, man. So good. The reason this question's probably come up is because Sepultura have just announced they're breaking up this year and that's going to be it, they're done. You guys are what? So, so wait a minute, how are we interpreting this then? That they're not shite and would he have made them shite? So, the the, the received wisdom is that when he left, he became shite. Oh, right, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Which I don't think I've got a record of no after roots and that's when he left, so. Mm-hmm. You, you could say that. Um, uh, Der- is it Derek Green's vocalist name? I think Derek Green. Yeah. I think yeah. he's Who, really good. He, what good was singer. it? He was in before. Uh, he, he was, was in, in when I was in a, when I was a kid. He was in a metal band. Um, he was he was in a band called Outface. No, uh, I don't think he was in a band. You could be thinking of somebody else, Chris. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as an I, as a casual listener, I don't remember any of their albums post uh, Roots. Roots, but yeah. even Roots, I don't know. I wasn't really that. Into it. I mean, I didn't really. Well, they changed from thrash to new metal. Yeah, I didn't really listen after KOCD. Became um, a groove metal band, really. But no, I mean, I've not listened to every Sepultura record since Roots, but I do know that Nation, the the first album that they did with Derek Green, was actually pretty good. It was a little bit more progressive. It was groovier. It wasn't as new metal. It was like it wasn't a thrash record, but it was like yeah, that was an interesting record. I I liked it. And then I think did Dante Eleven did that not get pretty decent reviews as well? Um, but I, I like Nation And spinning the question to how I thought it was, <laughs> it was What's the best post That's the question was the Max best, record the best post Max Yeah That's the way um, I took it as well It would be Primitive by Soulfly Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's Slim Pickens because I think most of what he's done has been very one-dimensional. Ice. And I think Soulfly are a very one-dimensional band. Yeah. They basically do the bouncy bit of new metal really well. They go... And Primitive probably is the one that came out at the right time and did it well. And it's it's got like three good songs on it. Yeah, you, you kind of answer both questions by saying that you think that Sepultura record with Derek Green mm-hmm. is it. Um, for me, I, I, I really haven't listened to anything Max has done since since Roots, I would say. I did quite, with the exception of Killer Be Killed, which I'm going to listen to because it's got the guy from Macedon in it, Troy. Cut the wire, 
Dave Elrich is a fucking class drummer and Greg from Dillinger mm. um, and Troy. Yeah, that was like foreshadowing to a question. That's yeah. a super group. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I that thought the singles in that record are really, really good, man. Um, mm. They all share vocal duties on it as well, which was pretty interesting. I think that's the best thing he's done since Sepultura. What's the band okay. called? Killer Be Killed. Kill- Killer, Killer Be Killed. Be killed. Oh, Killer Be Killed. Yeah. Okay. But it's a play on words, Christopher. I didn't, I didn't think we'd have too much to say about this question, so I fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole. And fucking Max Cavalera and his brother Igor Cavalera are creating a fucking dynasty. Do you know about this? It's crazy, right? So Max has got a stepson called Richie who plays in a band called Insight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, his other son, Zion, now plays drums in Soulfly with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor's son, Igor Amadeus Cavalera. <laughs> uh, great names. Plays guitar in another Max side project called Go Ahead and Die. And with the exception of Richie, they've all played on Cavalera Conspiracy or Cavalera Records. Mm. Um, and last year, Cavalera Conspiracy, who are now just called Cavalera, re-recorded Morbid Visions and Bestial Devastation by Sepultura, which is the first record and the first EP, and released it last year. I don't know why they did that, but yeah, you expect me to go and find all that yeah. stuff, do you? <laughs> no, I just think it's quite. It's, it's, I think it's interesting that um, all their sons and that are starting to also like take up the family, the family mantle. See, for every yeah, sample no, that you would have played of all these different bands that we've talked about, just putting jump the fuck up. Yeah, just have Mac, no, just have Mac go roads <laughs> every single time. So. Oh, you reminded me of something. Hang on, Dave. You got your phone handy? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you Would you message the group, Dave? Uh huh. What do you want? Just message the group. Oh yeah. <laughs> oi oi lads. Fuck off, I'll fucking kill you, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a yeah. good message Tom. I'll be I'll be selling that actually. <laughs> so that was um, that was the that was the ultimate sample from that, that last show we did. And before we wrap up this question, Joe must know Max Cavalera, because he he's on a man must die song. Twenty thirteen. He, he must. He must. He must know. Ben knows. Ben knows. Igor. They not talked about doing something. Yeah. Like ben knows never. Igor really well. Igor's a big blank mass fan. Yeah. Because I, I only found out when I was doing my Google research today that like he does case focus and a man must die song from twenty thirteen. Uh, there you go. So keep that quiet. Hi, Joe. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe. I believe is the phrase. Hey, Joe. Yeah. See, whenever I write an email to a musician called Joe, I have to automatically change my standard hello, approach to, to hello or hi. Yeah, no, hey, it's, it's, it's just a thing I go through constantly mm. um, Thanks for that Neil Hopefully we've answered your question to some satisfaction uh, 
Richard Billsborough Hello. Fuck are you smoking Richard Hello Richard All guitar tracks are replaced with pitch shifted animal sounds Which animals or an- which animal are you choosing? I have two I have samples of them which I'm going to play uh, I was like in the, Wait a minute All guitar sounds are replaced with animal sounds like In the universe? Like yes Yes. Uh-huh. All guitar sounds Yes Or in a particular song? All guitar sounds that exist That have ever been played By any guitar instrument <laughs> Okay um, well, I think Sweet Child of Mine would be really good with ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fucking demented. Uh, overall, I would say goats. I was going to pick goats, but I didn't because it felt obvious. And this is my answer. It's the lemur. And it sounds like, it sounds like this. <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite good. But everyone's a string bend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was thanks to Danny for that And also Every metal vocalist Should be replaced with Fuck's sake The koala mating sound oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit cheery isn't it Wow So Yeah That's powerful That's <laughs> powerful <laughs> Well I just wrote goose <laughs> <laughs> Obviously goose isn't it yeah. That's going to work better for new metal <laughs> exactly. That's For right. Cap Leather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. Wow. That was that was brief. <laughs> Mercifully so. Ho- ho- hopefully you enjoyed that answer, Richard. Uh, okay. So what's next? Kate Siobhan M. Best Christmas album. Did you say Kate Siobhan M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just that's that's what the name's written down, hasn't it, mate? So <laughs> make your mind up. Um, yeah. Best Christmas album. Unfortunately, I think I have the correct answer. To no this. such thing. Uh, I think I, I didn't even really know there were well no it's, it's not that I didn't know there were Christmas albums I get there's compilations of singles but I suppose there's like those like Sinatra and Bublé collections aren't there mm-hmm. um, the uh, one that comes to mind the only one that came to mind is that Low have a Christmas record I knew you were going to say that and by mm-hmm. default I'm just I, I don't even think it's particularly good but I'm just going to say Low I think the answer is a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector. Every single Motown Christmas song you've heard comes from that record. What are some Motown Christmas songs? Um, fuck. Why oh, can't I remember any of them? <laughs> it you've, sounds you, like a great album, you've then, Mark. Them, you've, <laughs> Christmas Baby, Please Come Home is on it. Um, The Christmas standards are done. Santa in, baby, yeah. All, all the Christmas that one. That's weird. That was in my head. All it? the Christmas standards that that they're basically you would usually that would be in a Christmas record done Just a Phil Spector fucking with, wall of sound style. With, yeah, with it's with reindeering vocals. men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's probably the correct answer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shite out there. Obviously, yeah. Um, I only did, have pies. Did for fucking Zoe Duchanel not do one? 
so one of them famous actresses did a Christmas album. Uh, maybe it was Scarlett Johansson. Why did that joke not land better? I don't know. What was your one? <laughs> I said, I only have pies for you. <laughs> um, like a Christmas album, I would say you've got to put it on over f- Christmas dinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. good background music. So like a jazz, a nice jazzy inoffensive one is good. And actually, I think the best one is the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack. Yeah, that's that's actually often said as being uh, that's so. The best yeah, one. recorded by the Vince Duraldi mm-hmm. or the Vince Duraldi trio. Did the Beach Boys do a Christmas record? They did. Yes. Is it any good? Um, I don't know. Ask Vicky. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, on the on the, on the Phil Spector record, there's White Christmas by Darlene Love. There's the Ronettes are on it. They do Sleigh Ride, Frost of the Snowman. Um, it sounds horrible. It's I saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus by the Ronettes. It's that really, sounds really horrible good. as well. It's all, all these are not good songs. I mean, they're fine. No, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like Dave just said. Like it's it's the background music that wouldn't wind you up. I think if you put a bubbly record on at Christmas, you'd want to kill your it's family. It's like seeing the grand, that usual. song, the Grand Old Duke of York's good. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's not it's good. It's nothing. It's like well that. known. It's, it's just it's not like good. It's not like you put it on. You're like, oh fuck, I love this tune. Yeah, but it's background music that your mum's not going to want. To turn I don't off think any, that you nobody, can deal with. Yeah, nobody puts on a Christmas song of any kind and goes, I fucking love this tune. But people do. I mean. Uh, what do you call it uh, Tori Amos did a Christmas album didn't she Midwinter Graces or something it's called mm. and it's, it's all like original stuff though No, it's not all original stuff but I think it's mostly original stuff And why does nobody write Christmas music? Why is it all just standards? That's yeah. actually Oh fuck I can't remember there's, a, there's actually a really good article About why people don't write Christmas songs very often Is it because um, it's stupid? Like what's the last one was The Darkness? The Ariana Grande Ariana Grande Ariana Grande Ariana Grande Santa something It's been the most popular one Anyway so Um, that's been the most recent one I can think of. It's actually not a, a standard that's been covered by somebody else. So people are still occasionally writing new Christmas songs and trying yeah. to make them take. I mean, it, 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 I guess probably on one hand, it's a hard thing to do to write a, a Christmas song it'll take. But on the other hand, it's like they only get built out once a year. So once you've written a good one, then. It's also maybe if you write a good song and then you go and make it about Christmas, you're sort of limiting its usage and people are sort of funny about doing that. Mm-hmm. What's not the problem back in the day though? Because it paid off over time. Look at Wham. Yeah, exactly. They didn't, they didn't fucking... have to make Last Christmas about Christmas. They could have made it about anything, but they knew that it was going to like it was a, it was the sort of tortoise in the hair thing. It's like yeah, mm. this song over the piece is going to pay. This one's going to put the kids through college. Yeah, exactly. Not that George Michael had kids, but you know what I mean. Bad version. I've got one which is pretty good as well. It's not an album, though, is it? Yeah, it's an album of Christmas songs. It's a full album. It's, it's all hymns basically, and it's done in bad version style. Oh.
with the great harmonies in that as well. I think it's like fifteen. I think it's like fifteen <laughs> minutes <sound>. long. <laughs> That's ruined your new year, hasn't it? Well. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of Well. It was, it was good to say It's a good juncture Since we're talking about Christmas To swap presents here Alright As okay. long as we don't okay. get The bad religion Christmas <laughs> Sorry nobody's got that You would like I think you'd actually like it Luke. Okay so As you all know Because this episode Was delayed by illness And crime uh, Crime the, 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 the presents are overdue So David Here's yours I'm sure you can guess What that might be Mark Here's yours mate record shape oh, I toss it to you There we go Chris There's yours Alright Dave Soft uh, what? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, <laughs> he went right for the wine there, man. I was Fuck going. I, was, I went round. It. I've got a white couch. Right. <laughs> my, I didn't wrap mine, but uh, I've got two two lovely things. Uh, Mark, do you want to just come over here? Yeah. Mark, can you get my Christmas present while you're over there? <laughs> and that's for sure. Chris. Oh yes. Oh man, those are my colours. What is this? So, um, Bonnie Scotland luxury handmade milk chocolate. Oh, that's a cracking arse in the It's got some well. sexy Scottish lads on it. That's I got a, you both a packet. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's actually. We've got pr- different lads on it though. That's yeah, pretty these great. guys are these Belgian guys milk chocolate out. though. What the Belgians taking the piss out of us? It's, the, that is? it's part of the triple alliance. Fuck's sake! Uh, also, <laughs> a money collection tin. Yeah. Way uh, his royal highness Prince King Charles the Well third-ish. you'll have to replace your Queen Elizabeth money tin so That's true Aye. She should wave She is waving Aye good She's infinite wave Mary An infinite <laughs> waving Mary Oh I like that Magdalene Or no the other one Mary The Virgin Mary Christ <laughs> Mary Christ <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that David Aye, what, so what, she is, should, what is Mary's saying name? Surname uh, uh, the Carpenter <laughs> Yeah Whatever did she Whatever John's with <laughs> She was married to Joseph the Carpenter Did you say John? Aye so because he was his wife his, his Joseph. Joseph 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 Oh fuck off I don't care Hey I'm Joseph Terrible Christian <laughs> oh, I'm Catholic <laughs> <laughs> What fucking Mary Mary She must have had a second name A maiden name it will, it will be there You just It won't be obvious Right Jeez Energetic and exhilarating Daily Telegraph Yeah So this is a book from Mark <gasps> Can't stop, won't stop. Oh, it's about a early, history of hip hop. It's about early hip hop. This is like a good present. I yeah. bought you terrible presents. <laughs> yeah, thanks for. I much. saw that and I was like, you, you always said you wanted to know more about oh, it. So, Mark's got, great. Look at this, Dave. That's a fucking belt. Oh, look at that. Oh, that is good. Mark has got me a Wuthering Heights T-shirt that has the, all of the, the dance. dance moves on the front of it. Oh, that is cool. fantastic, Mark. You really have outdone yourself here. Well, that's, that's a, a nice book. Thank that's you. a birthday and Christmas present, right? It is. Yeah. Which, is. which one is which? Uh, well, you can you can divvy them up based on disappointment. Okay, for my birthday, it is the biography of Meatloaf. <laughs> but no, <laughs> hey, it's an AI-generated uh, biography of Meatloaf. Read out the, the title. Untold tragic story of Meatloaf. Uneasy beginning. <laughs> Died at seventy-four. <laughs> read read that sample of it. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> it's an AI-generated okay. book about Meatloaf. Here we go. <laughs> AI. Yeah. AI. Oh wow. Yeah, give me. I want to go right in the middle. It doesn't have to. <laughs> Chapter four: Life in Personal Context. <laughs> Meatloaf had a vital and hazardous year in 1978. <laughs> According to Louder Sound, by May he had established himself as one of the most well-known artists on the planet. Meatloaf was on the verge of self-destruction as his band struggled with infighting, insurgency, and drug misuse. Insurgency. Insurgency is indeed the word. <laughs> <that it's just>. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Did not make that up. <laughs> that tour of Afghanistan didn't go well. 
There were moments of gold Meatloaf sung in his melancholy performance of It's All Coming Back to Me Now which was which came out in the year 2000 and something <laughs> it's, it's completely baffling Todd Rundgren the producer of Battle of Hell recalled the most brilliant moment with Billboard Next section Marriage proposal <laughs> <laughs> So Oh wow I, I, got, I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole here which is that people have started on Amazon just selling Oh my god I've got the end I need the end Right okay Demise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meatloaf died on January 20th, 2022. Uh, I'm just going to say this now. God rest his soul. In Nashville, Tennessee, at the age of 74, no cause of death has been disclosed. On January 7th, his daughter said on Instagram, We are not ill, but we have too many relatives who are testing positive right now. Positive, but doing all right. Several performers, including Bernie, Bernie Tyler. Chair and Brian May, as well as former President Donald Trump, paid homage. May his soul rest in peace, in all caps. <laughs> Amen. And that's it. That's, that. that's the last so, page see, of the book. See, see <laughs> that book? I'm pretty sure right, that book never goes near a human being. Like, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. an automated process. So it gets made, I mean, who's Amanda May Carter? Yeah. So there's hundreds of them, and they're all just these randomly generated human names. With ran- Look, even the cover, the picture, it's like a bad like, bit of clip art of Wheatloaf. Mm-hmm. But it's not just him. It's like Prince, it's Cher, it's Diana Ross Hundreds and hundreds of these like AI generated biographies That are just slammed together from like a bunch of internet ar- articles And they're mm. then printed in this really cheap sort of like automated way And I just think it's a fascinating phenomenon It's yeah. like the AI generated music that we were talking about in Spotify Yeah, yeah, but in physical form Yeah, yeah Anyway, That's amazing. Dave, and that's all our guys. Oh yeah, thank you Oh, oh yeah, what else Sorry, what was your other present? It's a Prince t-shirt it's the alarm again, isn't it? Yeah. Show Dave. Yeah, Simple and effective. That, Simple and powerful. effective. Yeah. Powerful. Yep. Dave. Uh, well, yeah, you got me Sunburst by Rusty, the EP that came before Glass Swords, your favourite album. Glass Swords. Probably album. still to date my least favourite episode that have <laughs> ever done. And that's the EP that uh, preceded it. Uh, thank you very much. I'm actually excited to listen to it. Yeah, that, yeah, so. you're welcome. You're welcome. I thought you might be. I've got two great presents. I feel bad for <laughs> giving you a, a Waving Mary and some buff actually, naked Waving Scottish Mary, I'm fucking pretty jealous about that. Although I am a little bit insulted that this whole thing that the Belgians think. I mean, even though I found it funny, the fact that the Belgians are making chocolate with a, a Scottish arse that says Bonnie Scotland on the front of it. Mm. You're fucking Belgian, mate. You're ridiculous. Think you think that's a Belgian guy? Ah, uh, better not be a Belgian arse. Maybe it's AI generated arse. Maybe. Chocolate and an arse. <laughs> he needs that chocolate. combination eh? Um Okay. Right. Back to the show. Oh, we're uh, still talking about Christmas. There he is. Look at him with his big fat fingers. I just want you to save up as much money in that. Can he get his fingers in that slot, could he? Uh, that can be your Prince Charles assassination fund It's really odd as well Charles Reginus mm-hmm. so That won't mean a lot to anyone that's never looked at a post box But uh, there you go eh? 6th of May 2023, what a day that was Yep a Really difficult wank <laughs> <laughs> As difficult as his um, Okay Alright, next question uh, Claire McKeeve, she asks If you could erase any Christmas number one from history Which would it be? Right, have you looked at the Christmas number ones from the last 15 years? Right, so what the fuck is Lad Baby? Well, this is a thing. So this, I'll come to this later. <laughs> but Lad Baby is some guy who was on fucking, I don't know, Instagram or YouTube or something. He's just a guy. Just a did. Mm-hmm. Who got, fa- I think he did pranks on his wife. Right. From fucking, I don't know, Nottingham or some something. And then he decided to do a Christmas single back in 2018, I think was the first one. And it was a pun on we. Bu- it was we built this city, but it was we built this oh. city on sausage rolls. Yeah. We built this 
city, come on babe. We built this city on sausage rolls. It's not bad, that. It's alright, yeah. My lyrics are epic, aren't they? And it was all about sausage rolls and Greggs and shit like that. Just worst British patter ever. Ban- it's banter. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the definition of banter. It's so this, lad, baby. this ties into what I was saying about Robbie Williams' Angels as well. It represents that same British fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. sausage roll. Now, the, the problem is with this, the money is donated to a good cause. It goes to food banks. Mm-hmm. So that's why it got viral and everybody's like, oh yeah, we need food banks, blah, blah, blah. But of course... We shouldn't need food banks. Nobody had ever heard of a fucking food bank in 2010. Mm-hmm. This is all down to the cutting of social services and austerity and austerity. The conservatives. Yeah. So Lad Baby is a crime that another crime that has been foisted upon us by the conservative government. <laughs> uh, well, that's, but, a, that's a spicy take. <laughs> like but it. if you look back over the last. So, like, that's what this fucking country has come to. I don't even know what was 2023's one. What was, was it? it? No idea. Because they stopped doing it. They did five. Lad Baby Key. were. Or he, but it's him and his wife, I think, officially. But Lad Baby were for the last five years Christmas number one. You know what? That's yeah. worse than when uh, Killing in the Name of in 2009 became Christmas number one on the back of it. Everybody getting really bored of X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, you know, doing it. Now I'm In twenty twenty yeah, in twenty twenty three it was um it was la- it was last Christmas by one. Oh that's right, yeah. So finally a good song, but it was fucking oh. thirty five years old. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean it's it's really I didn't even know about this lad baby thing. That's how much I must tune out. Well that's it. If you don't watch this morning or listen yeah. to Clyde Radio, you wouldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. But this is what normal people know about. Um <laughs> fucking if, normal if you go people. back to 2009 it was killing in the name Rage Against Machine which was like a protest vote that actually accidentally got a you know a good song in because and that poor guy what was his name there was like some sort of weakling boy oh, <laughs> who got pushed some, to number two X Factor no yeah. Mark, yeah. <laughs> like he was the the first X Factor guy in five years that, that didn't get to number one and uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah. since been minced uh, <laughs> <laughs> fed to dogs it's um, made of people but right listen right listen to this this is since 2009 a i I haven't heard most of these, and B, if I have heard them, they are horrific. <laughs> 2010, When We Collide by Matt Cardle. Oh, that was an X-Factor song. A classic. It was an X-Factor. 2011. That's a fucking, that's a, that's a cover verse, doesn't it? It's a, it's a Buffy Clyro cover. It's a cover of fucking... Oh, was that the one that... Oh, a, my God. When We Collide. Yeah, it's, got, it's, it's got a different... I don't know why he gave it a different song title, but it's, it's a Buffy Clyro Christ. cover. 2011, Wherever You Are, by Military Wives with Gareth Malone. That's a real (laughs) top-notch banger, that one. (laughs) I'm going to get my (laughs) turn. 2012 was He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, by The Justice Collective. The Justice Click. Is this like some kind of? Like, I don't fucking know. It sounds, it sounds, <laughs> that sounds a bit UKP, doesn't it? Was Skyscraper by Sam Bailey? 
I don't know if that is a man or a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Or in between. Like, I genuinely don't know what Sam Bailey is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. 2014 was Something I Need by Ben Haynow. And when you're... <laughs> when you, you're the only thing I know about Ben Haynow is that I simply want to go, Hey now, hey now, don't dream that. Like, I want to sing somebody else's song because I don't know anything about you. 2015, A Bridge Over You by the Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Choir. <laughs> this is number one. <laughs> Christmas number ones, which is like cultural cachet also we're a music podcast that literally none of us know any no of idea. <laughs> 2016 was rockabye by clean bandit Fucking hate that group. I think I've heard that I song. I don't know. 2017, you'll have heard of the artist at least. It was Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I think I hate Clean Bandit as much as I hate Ed Sheeran. And then 2018 oh. to 2022 <laughs> was All Lad Baby. So, I mean, fucking hell. What the fuck? Since 2010, are you trying to say that Christmas number one has any sort, sort of cultural value? Absolutely not. Mm. That is like... <laughs> A list of horror, a representation of Britain in the worst way possible, oh, a reflection of a society crumbling. It's I'm going to so like. Are you trying to tell me to erase one Christmas number one from history? Yeah, just erase Christmas, the Christmas number one. Can I just make? I, I just I've had I've had enough vodka to be able to actually say this right. So there was a teacher at my school called Eddie Sheelan, mm-hmm. right? And is, he, is he dead now? Yeah, he died like 10 days ago Okay, wow. And the drummer from my band messaged me And like he was like, mate, Ed Sheeran's dead <laughs> And was really upset And I was like, I didn't want to be cold now But I was like He's shy <laughs> that's, that's an interesting fact man But but why are you taking it so personally? And it is sad Because it turns out it was the teacher was from a nice school guy. Who was a yeah, nice yeah. guy and that's a fucking sin But honestly I went through a good five minutes And not knowing how to respond Because <laughs> he was clearly really upset And I was just thinking like Well I wonder how he died man Like <laughs> I was like My mind started racing I was like Maybe he had an eating disorder Or maybe like Maybe it's, secret, maybe it's like Matthew Perry But no It was actually a nice guy Called Eddie Sheeran And I don't know why He abbreviated it to Ed Sheeran But it confused the whole matter for me mm-hmm. There you go Cool. <laughs> no, oh, so Christmas can fuck the off then. Yeah, is that no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I have an actual answer for that. So, as I said, I didn't remember anything since about 2003 that had been number one. One that I particularly fucking hated back in the day, though, 2001, was Robbie Williams and Nicole Kidman doing that something stupid song. Time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and Then I go and spoil it all by saying yeah, something stupid song, like really, I love you. Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. I think perhaps Two Little Boys by Rolf Harris <laughs> <laughs> could be deleted for history. Would that be uh, a no, we need to we gone need, mad? Yeah, we need to re- remember and reflect <laughs> on our mistakes. <laughs> um, I mean, just to finish on a positive note, um, I still think that the best actual Christmas themed song is Lonely This Christmas. It'll be lonely this Christmas Without you still hold It'll be lonely this Christmas Lonely 
I think uh, the best Christmas number one was Always On My Mind by the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the right answer, I, I, would, I would say. Yeah. Um, the song that I was going to pick was Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Because it's just hideous, and they just keep rehashing it every five years or ten years. So it'll come but back. The, it'll but, come it back bought, but it solved uh, poverty. Because <laughs> they bought so many handy guns for the Ethiopian dictatorship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just delete Christmas like Dave says. Let's just bin it. Yeah, fine by me. Uh, okay. Uh, next one is a fucking really good one. I need a drink of vodka, though. Mm. Right, I'm all set for this fucker. Uh, Yara Shalev, is that right? Yara Shalev. There you go. And um, what are your best misheard song lyrics? For years, I heard the cranberries linger as you know. I'm searching food for you. You know, I'm searching food for you. I'm a friend who thought Alanis Morissette was seeing the cross-eyed bear. We had uh, we had a chat about this, and I wish I'd written down a lot of the answers that I'd come up with, because I couldn't remember. Yeah, we did, I? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I do have a couple. Um, you stole the sun from my arse, the Mannix. <laughs> <laughs> Which once heard cannot be unheard. <laughs> um, obviously, Purple Haze is a classic. Um, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah, well, that's mm. the most famous one, I yeah. think. Excuse me while I but kiss this guy. My sister, she liked the song I Try by Macy Gray. You know it, right? I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lyric in that is that I tried to walk away and I stumble, but my sister always thought it was I try to walk away and my thumb broke. I try to walk away and my thumb Broke. Which I always thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some famous ones, apparently. Uh, dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Uh, people thought it was Money for Nothing and The Chips for Free. That makes the song better, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Queen, saving his life from this warm sausage tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Abba, see that girl, watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. And actually, I prefer that. <laughs> that is, uh, no, I have, I have to admit that I did hear that a few times as well. Uh, bon Jovi, it doesn't make a difference if, if we're, we're naked, naked or, or not. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, genuine misheard lyrics on my part uh, Snap, rhythm is a dancer It's a social magnet I think the actual words are It's a soul's companion um, Brenda Lee You know it's on Christmas tree uh, So uh, end of the first verse <laughs> Later we'll have some fucking pie Yeah <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> as opposed to pumpkin pie, but it honestly sounds like fucking pie. Um, and uh, I could never understand what the fuck uh, Michael Stipe was saying in Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight by R.E.M. It sounded like Chumley's got a wake up. Um, I think the lyrics are Call me when you try to wake her up But he crams it all into like four syllables Like <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Manny Street Preachers thing um, Dave I don't listen to the lyrics or that either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right You could fucking You probably thought they were all tr- yeah, yeah, correct okay. But yeah Okay I like that one That was good uh, just, I don't know if anything's as funny as uh, You know I'm searching food for you though <laughs> 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 I think like I don't know. That's adorable And there's a language barrier thing there That makes that more believable as well I wonder what a lot of people Who, who are who are non-native English speakers Think about manuscript features lyrics Because I know I used to lose some of my arse Is like quite an obvious one Because uh, it's really thick Welsh accent But there's got to be so many more Because of the way he sings I'd be intrigued to know It's about also that. got that nice sort of Suggestive thing of like Sun shining out of someone's ass Yeah uh, so Jason Costello What is the worst music recommendation You have ever received in earnest Well thanks Jason for that question Before we get into it but We're going to go over to Rebecca Who I believe is like The other side of the world And probably like Back in time from a- <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Yerivna uh, Yeah probably still in 2023 mm-hmm. At this yeah. point I think that's how time zones work Hey yeah, uh, It's Rebecca Yerivna A.K.A. Bex Coming to you from New York With the answer to the question, what's the worst music recommendation you've ever received in earnest from Jason Costello? Uh, It took me a while to dig through the archives of my mind and I had to go with the first reaction that I had because it was a physical gut reaction. A few years ago, I was a music technology professor at NYU, so I I would be invited to lectures from the music business school And I found myself having drinks one night after a guest lecture, and I was sitting next to someone named Tom Silverman. Now, I knew who he was very well. He's the founder of Tommy Boy Records, which was huge in hip-hop with artists like De La Soul, uh, LL Cool J, Queen Latifah, Tribe Called Quest, and... (laughs) Uh, I was very, you know, chuffed and honored to meet this guy. And then he asked me if I knew the music of his daughter, who is in a band or artist called Aster. And I said, no, because I'm honest. I'm not one of those people who pretends to know music when you ask them. I think it's an opportunity for you to learn from someone rather than try to be cool, you know, when that happens. And so instead of him getting excited to tell me about this artist uh he was so offended that i didn't know who she was and he said no it's not like aster place it's a-s-t-r and you're her age so you should know who she is and i said i apologize i don't but i look forward to listening to her and checking her out um i did listen and check her out and it was so soulless and so overproduced that it sounded undercooked. I, it was like, you know, the kind of mid-2014, 2015, like tropical pop uh, thing. And just none of the songs, it was just bad. 
So the musical recommendation itself was terrible. The way that it was like um, angrily, <laughs> uh, sort of offendedly recommended to me. And the music itself was the worst. I guess that's something we didn't really think about. Is like the worst recommendation, as in like the way it was recommended to you. Like, fuck it, listen to this, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> I can't believe you've not heard that. What's I mean, wrong with you? there is a fair bit of that, isn't there? Like, oh, the, the, like yes. What you mean? You don't I mean, like this? Yeah, and there's some. Oh God, if you if you work as a programmer or somebody that puts on music for a living, people are offended when you don't <laughs> like their fucking shitty ocean color scene sound like <laughs> band. <laughs> what do you mean you've never heard the fucking Tommy and the? Twat wanks. We fucking sold it, kicked us. We fucking played kicked us. We fucking, fucking, Thanks, Rebecca. Okay, what are ours? It's an anger by Metallica. Oh, fuck off. Shots fired there, mate. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm only halfway through my first beat as well. Fucking, that's gratitude for you. Can I take that wee wave in, Mary? <laughs> Mary, what's her name? No, but um, but seriously, I once had a partner of a family member of mine recommend asking Alexandria. <laughs> um, what's that like? You'll find out. You'll find out very soon. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Um, a total car- it was a total curveball man Because this guy's a farmer But like a fucking tank And he's like really big into Ask Alexandria But they're totally hideous uh, And a guy I once worked with Many many years ago Recommended the Violent Femmes to me When I'm out walking I strap my stuff And I'm so strung out I'm high as a kite I just might stop to check you out Let me go on Like I glister in the sun and I remember listening to them and thinking, what the fuck is this corny pish? <laughs> and just never listen to it ever again. Are they any good? They have some good moments, eh? Huh? Yeah. If you like twee shit or you work in monorail, you'll fucking love them. Mm. Right, okay, I, it won't be for me then, I guess. No, probably not. They got a great song in the Crow soundtrack, uh, Colour Me Once, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's true. Um, so... Dave, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, well, I mean, LCD sound system and Arcade Fire. <laughs> People always tell do you me really not like Arcade Fire? Nah, fucking pish. That's it's interesting. Really I didn't know that. boring. I don't like it. But I just don't get it. Did you Which know? Is I like, I like Bon Iver, but I don't like Arcade Fire. I was going to say, you know, like Admiral Fallow and stuff like that as well. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't get it. I've listened. I've tried to. I just don't care. I don't understand that. I feel like there's some kind of like trauma related like block there. Like yeah, maybe. Maybe. LCD sound system Every time oh, People are always like Oh no you'll actually yeah, Really like it That's true they've, they've got like Some really cool shit And then Every time I hear a song That I think 
Oh, that sounds like a bad version of Talking Heads. Or that sounds like some really shit 80s Berlin techno. It's LCD sound. It's LCD sound system. <laughs> I have to admit, I never really, I never <clears throat> really took, and some of them really do fuck me off as well. Um, so I got a wee bit of a list here, and yeah, we're going to alienate a couple of listeners. Um, so I'll, I'll refer to him as my cousin by proxy, Mark. Mark Thomas, not the political comedian. Uh, he has tried on multiple occasions to get me into the band Galaxy 500. I mean, he almost went to the. Remember when we used to do that thing? If you paid fifty quid donation, we would do a show about an album. You we should still do that. Back when we were small time, yeah, we should still do that. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he almost got to that point, and I was like, "Mate, you do not want to hear what comes out of that. So just keep your money." Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? On that on that topic, um, fuck you, Craig Brown, for in me. Thank you, in me. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. But the show turned it well. The show so turned it mess yeah. with that. Mark, uh, you've tried to convince me the manics are good, and I fucking hate them. I've never tried to convince you the manics good because f- one of the first things you ever said to me is you hate the manics, so I would never try and convince you they're good because well, I know you already think they're not. Certainly feels like you've been doing but the I long think, game. Well, I'm, we're, we're never going to do them in the pod, but we kind of half done them in a pod, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's More it. than I would have cared like, to. Let's put that. <laughs> um, you picked Supergrass, so really, who's winning here? Uh, I, I stand by that record, I should Coco. Um, I've lost count of how many folk have tried to get me in if you on Apple. Oh, I've not gotten a Fiona Apple. No, I can't get it at all. It's always like, like, yeah, always in people's top ten lists. Craig fucking loves Fiona Apple. Craig loves her, but I think Craig's also in love with her a wee bit. Um, Yeah, I I just like. I listen to every record that people have recommended or like Well when the po- when the pawn was the one that's like if you're gonna get in here, this is when you're gonna get in here. And I liked that yeah. song, is it criminal? Don't you tell me to deny it. I don't wrong and I wanna suffer for my sins. I've come to you cause I need guidance to be true. Thought that was pretty decent, but then like nah, like my old bandmate Peter was fucking mad in here and like and multiple times listened through entire records but it just didn't ever click um i remember having seven dust pushed on me years and years and years ago like back in the day when i was finding my way around oh, the new right. metal scene are you still <laughs> friends with this person <laughs> No, um, Colin, my old bandmate, tried to get me in. Well, I, I say he tried to get me in. He was pretty passive, but Colin's pretty passive about everything. But there's like a there's a psychology at play. He sort of was into bare naked ladies, and um, it's been one week since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days in the living room, I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you yesterday. I, no, it just wasn't happening. Um, Jason Costello, who asked the question on this show, who asked this question? 
Oh fuck, that's true. <laughs> well, this is beautiful then because Jason has tried to get me to get me into Autaker, and I've still not been able to get into Autaker. It's just too smart for me, apparently. <laughs> Um, Grant Donaldson and Capio Sishasai, uh, who have both been guests on this show, have tried to get me into the band Slayford Mods. Uh-huh. The working class rears its ugly fucking head once more. Hello. Hello. And if there's a shell garage below. Um, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely not happening. Last episode, somebody asked us about you know any kickback we've had or backlash we've had. I'd really like to have backlash from those guys, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> I've got backlash from them. It just wasn't on the context of the show. Yeah, I want to hear about the show specifically. Yeah, no, I've just had personal <laughs> grief with them. Um, I, I'm going to. I think I maybe have mentioned this again. Right, years and years ago, years I ago. was fantastically enthralled with somebody. I was totally mad into her. And do you like in me? <laughs> she liked the red hot chili peppers. Oh, yeah, and used to put it on during sort of romantic cuddling moments. It's <laughs> like Oh, I like you so much, but I'm really struggling right now. <laughs> that was uh, to this day that is still perhaps the most torn I've ever so been. So Anthony he just rubbery also does not do it for you, no. <laughs> you, you, you canny fornication. No. By the way, there's you, someone there. You, you canny fornication, it's true. Uh that fucking Barbie song. Again The one with uh, Ryan Gosling. The one the fucking well, the new one. The Barb yeah, the, the, Aye, the, yeah. the what's the fucking song? Uh, so, I, I don't know. I know you were talking about Aqua Barbie Girl was a banger though. You can't. <laughs> that's better. That's a great record. We didn't. Did we mention that last week? That that's a that's a, that's a really bad. Well, we didn't. Not last week. What's the Barbie song? It's it's the one Ryan Gosling. It's the one Ryan Gosling sings. No, it's fucking not the one Ryan Gosling no, sings. That's the one. That's a really big one. It's Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. That's it. Jesus Christ! I can't believe I'm asking this, but just play it. <laughs> uh, can I just interrupt? There was I. I, I was really into a girl actually. And she, I kind of thought for a while, she was so into this band, and I kind of thought for a while that I was maybe into it, just because I was so into her, and I listened to them, and I was like, oh, yeah, I must like it. And then, and then it <laughs> I fell must. apart, and then I was just like, what the fuck was I thinking? It's t- it was the National. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, man. I was That's like, actually probably on my list. Just yeah. the National, yeah. People yeah, a lot to, of my friends yeah. love the National, mm, and yeah. then I really tried hard and thought maybe I did and then as soon as my my eyes cleared and as soon as the coitus ceased yeah exactly I was like no fucking hell it's so bad oh the national are fucking yeah they're, they're struggling shit. hang uh, on listen Mark okay it's alright no it's no see you're as bad as somebody else fucking trying to per- persuade me that that's I'm not, not alright. I didn't say, I mean, that's not alright. I'm, right. I'm not going to try and persuade you, mate. It's fucking, uh, it's a long way away for you, alright. Uh, anyway, none of that, none of that is my number one. The the worst, or the, the thing that's been most consistently recommended to me, in fact, to the extent that it was recommended to me today, mm-hmm. is Sun.
can't, you can't get any. I've, never, I've never really tried to get I any. I think Son of Pish. What? You're going at it wrong. You're listening to it wrong way. Fix me, Dave. Fix me. <laughs> you just need to go and see them live and feel like you need a poo. <laughs> That's the best way to uh, so operate it. Boring. Is it? <sighs> nah, nah, it's not. <laughs> really? You're mm. wrong. It's like there's modern art that's just like one colour, and you can be like, I don't get that. But then there's obviously. There's, if you look hard enough You can look, find the little bits that are cool <laughs> <laughs> It's not convincing at all uh, No there's like There's definitely some overrated sun stuff And some uh, really good stuff I actually The first sun stuff I got into Was the Sun and Boris <laughs> uh, Record That album is genuinely fucking that's, brilliant. That's good shape and form. Yeah, I know, but like that was kind of my introduction to it, and I was like, mm, yeah, that's what. That's I like. good. Despite, but, but there's on. genuinely there's just sometimes where I am like, I just I, I don't want to listen to drums. I just want pure noise and like the idea of do you not do you not ever go? I don't want structure. Do you not ever go This is me You know that I do I just think Sun is the biggest Fucking Emperor's New Clothes Bullshit in the world No it's not I would I would say um, Probably their last two records Have definitely been Overrated But I really like the. Do you know what I, Weirdly enough I do think That they're The stuff that they do What do you call, What do you call that When you work with other people <laughs> uh, <laughs> Collaboration. Collaborations <laughs> really work. The record with Scott Walker, I think, is fucking great. Yeah, despite Sun. No, because, like, they add such, like, unmitigating depths of horror to it. And it goes like it's just so heavy. Uh, Scott Walker's way more disturbing than Sun. Oh no! Like they both add equal amounts of like man. Like I think Sun. Let's just take Sun in isolation here because we're not talking about how good is a band when they're playing with somebody better. No, like, no, no. But all but right, just how, listen to how Black good One. is actually. I mean, I've listened to a lot of Sun. I've had Sun foisted upon me mm-hmm. repeatedly, and Sun is such a fucking gimmick. Is just that even I mean if they were a good band they wouldn't need to fucking dress up. It's not like they do that because they like it's not like Slipknot dress up and then they play this fucking like big lively show or like Sun do it because it's like what the fuck else is going on here? That's it reminds me, it's it, theatrical. It, it reminds me a wee bit of seeing Tim Hecker as well because Tim Hecker's fucking mad overrated as well and that's just somebody that put him on and I, I just it's like for thirty minutes it seems like a good idea for an hour and a half let alone a twenty plus year career. It's fucking ridiculous, man, that Sun are famous. Like, they're famous purely because there's a chin strokey kind of like cool guy thing to it. Like, oh, it's no, no, so no, loud. No, no, right. It's so wet. Records. So wet, like, listen to a black one. Mm-hmm. 
you can just like go through music and be like, no, I want heavier. No, I want weirder. I want sparser. I want whatever. Like some people stop at a certain point. Some people stop at Foo Fighters. Some people stop at Slayer. Some people just keep going. And to me, Sun really are fucking class at that mass heavy space that has absolutely no structure. Or point. No, but it has point because just sometimes you really want to listen. Like, I I do understand that sometimes I listen to poser music, but I listen to poser music despite it being poser. I swear it's not an attack on you, man. It's an no, att- no, 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 not at all. It's, it's, it's just, but I genuinely do like Sun. I'm not doing it to try be cool. So it's, it's just like a, it reminds me a wee bit of the unmade bed phenomenon, right? It's like, well... Okay, anyone could do that. Well, why didn't they? It's like the thing with Sun is that so, so, so many musicians could do that and don't because it's fucking boring and pointless. And the, the what those musicians probably look at Sun. I mean, Sun are kind of like a matter of technology, right? A lot of it's to do with the amps and you have the geeks that go along and the saturation level of the tones and all that kind of fucking stuff, right? It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. There's like a tech head side to it, right? But loads of other bands could do that but they don't because they want to push themselves and do stuff that's more complex and they realise that there's a, there's no, a it's, it's hang, all, hang on let me just round that thought off they realise that the genius of Sun is the son of cornered the market and this fucking gag and that Sun records are taken seriously in a way that if Converge suddenly brought out a record that was an hour of absolute fucking drone it would be just as good as Sun, but nobody would be like, that's a great idea, Converge, because everybody wants to hear them do stuff that's difficult. And Sun, people are just bought into Sun because it's fucking Sun that cornered the market. It could have been just, it could have been anybody. It really. could have been anybody, but it's not, and that's the entire point. What they do is they explore texture and they, they explore slowness. Right, I, I went to see a band, no, it wasn't a band, two artists at Low Weekend at my old work in 2007 or something like yeah. that. And I, I had that well. no idea what the what? fuck it was. We went to see, it was an art, uh, they were in two guys and they were called Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. It's the longest sentence to make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and they played in an underpass in Sterling, concrete underpass. Mm-hmm. And they did this, perform. it was performance art and they did, um, we didn't know this, me and Ali went along thinking it was going to be some sort of indie <laughs> band. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy put on a recording of a piece of cement in a washing machine and played it through the PA and then the guy, another guy on a microphone just came up and sometimes said words like uh, Fisher or whatever. And the whole point was like this was an examination of concrete and you you just you had to think and you had to like think about what concrete is and the spaces and the textures and stuff like that. Sure. And it was wank. But also, it was really interesting. So here's the interesting thing, though, right? When was the last time somebody tried to make you go and listen to Buffalo, 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 Buffalo? Or when was the last time they went on, like, a world tour? No, exactly. They, right. So they are no, not... No, but they, they inspired me to, like, think that music and art could be weird, sure, right? Sure, now, sure, there's two things here. Sun on record, I genuinely think they've got some really fucking good records. Like, It Took the Night to Believe is unbelievably claustrophobic like that song it's like just so dark and heavy and oppressive really fucking good uh they're really good on record and they can be overrated as well i do i will say that but live 
genuinely, I've only seen them once, and it's just one of the most extraordinary sensory experiences that I've ever heard or experienced. I fucking loved it so much. I didn't know any of the songs they played. Like, they didn't play songs. It was just noise, right? That's what they did. I know, but it was amazing. And nobody... I've been to fucking thousands of gigs and nothing ever felt like that. Because nobody a, does it. That's a headspace thing, though, man. That's you no, in it, that like, headspace and you're receptive. Of, yeah, exactly. So, like, if I'm going to a fucking, like, techno nightclub and some pop plays, it doesn't mean it's bad pop, but I'm not receptive to it. So, obviously, I'm going to that expecting that and it works. But like you're being angry for somebody for just doing what they do. What but I'm what they do is they do an amazing thing. Oh. Like I've genuinely <laughs> like there were points in that seeing sun where like my fucking belly was going. There's like there was just a bit where they just moved one note. Right. And everybody just turned around and went, holy fuck. <laughs> you can go and see fucking I don't know. You just go and see bad, like thrash metal and they just play so many notes. Mm-hmm. Whereas what sun do is like they explore a note for like two minutes and it's amazing and they go right really fucking feel that and it tests your patience and then they move it down and you go oh fuck i'm gonna shit myself <laughs> and it's amazing i loved it and that, it's patter and it's stupid but it's amazing it, the, so you just gotta fucking feel it so i think the uh, comparison with the band and sterling's interesting but it's apples and oranges right because my point is that that band are not this worldwide phenomenon high art fucking like written about in the guardian yeah but fucking, they got fucking paid right? to come perform at some yeah, but wanky chin stroke fucking O'Malley and that fucking worldwide fucking con- like oh this is so sophisticated and so fucking like sun is stupid as fuck sun is a bunch of loud stuff doing stupid boring fucking stuff it's an it's you're right it's an exploration of minimalism which is interesting and i would respect it if it was the size of buffalo 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 Buffalo, 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 but it's not. It's this absurd, bloated, fucking mass delusion of like, hey, isn't this fucking? It's not great? exactly. They're not fucking selling out the hydro. Like, they're eight hundred people man. come and see them they're, in Glasgow. They're decades into their like, career. They are the the drone touchstone. Exactly. Why? Because they're because not, they're, they're the ones they're, they're that they're have not, been doing it and they're the loudest and the best. You're saying about like the the, the thrash thing, and I realise that that's the, the extreme opposite end of it but there's a level of artistry and skill and you don't have to be like, I'm not you know that I'm not saying that you have to be incredibly skillful to be a good musician right but there is a point of ridiculousness that, that, that you pass with those guys that are doing all those notes I get that that's also an extreme taste right and that's fine but it takes an unbelievable amount of work you can't just be a fucking charlatan and go in and pass yourself off as a fucking incredible thrash band but you can absolutely be a charlatan and pass yourself off as son if you have a few good amps or are sponsored to fuck which they are by all of these companies that make them all the best stuff pay them to fucking play them and they pay them to sound like son son do fuck all they're fucking pranksters and we are absolute morons for giving them the money that we give them i mean that's fine but genuinely in the top 10 gigs i've ever seen in my life so from a pure primal experience so you can't take that away from me it's a beautiful so song. Fuck off. <laughs> What's next? Jenny Hogan, she's asking, uh, if you could pick any musician or musicians to be your parents, who would it be? Oh, this is easy for me. It's easy for me as well. Uh, Bjork is my ma and Meatloaf is my dad. Oh, <laughs> wait. It's just Prince. Doesn't matter who the ma is. Oh. Just two princes. <laughs> that, two princes. That fucking button's wearing it. Uh, so, 
I think it did occur to me at first to say Kate Bush, but then that, that felt a bit wrong because I actually kind of fancy Kate Bush. Um, and we don't want any of that Oedipal stuff here. So I said Meatloaf and Cher. All mm. oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. But Meatloaf got big uh, yeah, dad so energy. Like, He'd be a class dad. Yeah, so here's the thing, like, Meatloaf, yeah. you get that. You get that. That Republican, though. Yeah, well, this is the thing, though, but whose dad is near a bit? Exactly. Whose dad doesn't say things at the dinner table that you're like, Dad, thank fuck there's nobody here, by the way. Like, My just, dad's actually pretty good for. My dad's really open-minded, so I'm, I'm happy. Oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're cool, Dad. Right? <laughs> my, 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 my dad's cooler than you, yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, totally. My dad's lefty. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Meatloaf, <laughs> meatloaf is the kind of guy that you'd be like, you're a fucking redneck, Dad, but you're also kind of all right. And you're minted. I, I just, Nobody's going to mess with me. I just man. like Cher as well. She'd be like the more that your pals all fancy as no. well. And you'd be like, she just seems class as well. She seems like a really nice woman. I'm into her politics, you know, she's fucking very talented I'd be uh, my mates watching that video where uh, riding the gun on top of that ship would be a fucking nightmare though mm. <laughs> yeah that's true Yeah, but I was thinking mate I was actually like Bjork and Meatloaf together would be a weird couple <laughs> fucking what fucking yeah. house that is but if, imagine the arguments but if they were divorced then go to your ma's in Iceland and then your dad's in fucking Texas <laughs> yeah exactly Nashville. that would be fine the fact that he died in Nashville, Nashville. Tennessee yeah, would be yeah, fine yeah, just exactly. find that out so, <laughs> so, if you had to have two her. Christmases I'm going for a Bjork and a Meatloaf <laughs> Christmas uh, wow Meatloaf Christmas that's uh, delicious uh, next Okay um, Richard Billsborough again uh, Oh wait, wait, it was Richard that was asking that pure trippy question earlier on About the fucking guitar tones It was yeah this one's less trippy <laughs> Kind of <laughs> <laughs> You have to open a tribute themed bar to an artist Who would it be And this is in honour of the Rob Halford themed bar in Berlin With a Halford lookalike barman I mean, Calling a bar Halford so you just take your bike there again <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to buy some jump leads. <laughs> um, well, can I just preempt this by mentioning once more in this podcast, Lionel's up in Aberdeen. Lionel's is a kebab shop <laughs> run by a Turkish guy. I think he's Turkish. Um, who at some point somebody noticed, like, here, mate, you look like a Turkish version of Lionel Richie. <laughs> he fucking he leaned into it. He, he leaned into it. Hard. It's <laughs> called Lionel's. He's done himself up a bit to look like Lionel Richie. He plays only Lionel Richie music in the shop. He also, I love the fact that he plays it on an absolutely shitty, greasy little CD player boombox. Um, and the menu says, Hello, is it meat you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, okay, uh, well, I think one option would be a Sam Cook restaurant called Sam Cook's. Um, and when you pay, uh, they just ask you to wait because a change is going to come. <laughs> Great. Any others? <laughs> uh, I think Guar, uh, Guar yeah. would be good because sky's the limit with that one. You could have a really good kids soft play area in a Guar themed restaurant. That'd be fucking excellent. Um, loads of like big foam willies. Maybe not. I don't know about maybe, kids, yeah, kids foam. Maybe not. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. Let's just have a fucking Marilyn Manson mechanical animals themed restaurant where everything has rubber tits. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. I well, I mean, you've got to have an artist who has like an image, a lot of depth, sort of historical 
a lot of records and the eras to play on. I would say eras are good because you could have that's, different. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, so I'm obviously going with corn. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Everyone's made the corn. Uh, no, just like fucking bagpipes on the wall. Everybody's wearing Adidas. Yeah. Cocktails would be good because you could have, I don't know, you could get a Life is Peachy. Get oh, a, yeah. Yeah. Man, you thought about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you um, actually considered if you put paint in this? And then you'd be like, you you won't get served if you're blind drunk. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a corn bar. Yeah. Oh, what would the actual name of the bar be? All day I'll, I'll about, about snacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a minute. No, that's really good. But we didn't even mention, Mark, what we did on the 30th of December. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have an infamy. Um, so, um, this this is a, a deviation. I'm sorry about this, Richard. But uh, you'll thank us for it. The best time to buy tickets is when you are drunk taking a piss. It turns out because uh, I was at Drury Street and smell like a chip pan. Smell like a chip pan. Taking a piss, had a few, and noticed on the wall a poster for a gig that was a stacked bill. Oh, was a Nine Inch Nails stacked. tribute band, a Marilyn Manson tribute band, and a Corn tribute band, followed by a, a goth club night called Stigmata. Stigmata. Four a.m. on the thirtieth of December, which I decided was going to be my Hogmanay. Hogmanay. Um, and Mark and I went along to that, and what a fucking hoot that was. Yeah. Um, I think those guys have got it sewn up man so all three of those bands were shared the same members apart from the Marlon Manson band which is a different singer who ended up not turning up that night because he was ill apparently but man all playing out of Kempers as well by the way yeah. which is a great oh, idea because you yeah. fucking turn a fucking yeah, bicycle man. yeah but like yeah they had they had it bang I'd seen Corn again before Corn again is a good name for it's that. a good a, name a good yeah, that's close. Um, I'd seen them before and they were very very good the friend. tones are so accurate. Perfect. Aye, because I was saying to Danny like the, like the, the next day, um, it's dead easy because you you know you can just go into Reddit and someone's made the profiles. Yeah, you just download, you download you know, the preset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, like, you even need to bother trying to make yeah. it because someone's just, done it. You they know? still have to have chops to play it. I mean, the, the bassist had to do an awful lot of slapping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the singer was great. The singer did a really good job of imitating not just Jonathan Davis, but, but then one one fucking like wig change and Trent Reznor. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so one of the guys, one of Danny's pals was there as well and he was saying that he knows a guy in Glasgow who plays drums in a Ramstein tribute band and a Disturbed tribute band. So I think it's probably a common thing yeah, that to, these to, just interchangeable members. I would make you know? extra money. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I really want to do an episode, I spoke to you about it before, I want to do an episode on tribute bands because I think there's some tribute bands which if the bands don't exist anymore, you can make a lot of money. Australian Pink Floyd being a really great example. Better than Pink Floyd. Yeah, I've uh, seen them live. The Bootleg Beatles, um, who that is their lives, the complete stone Roses. I think you probably make more money, more money if the band doesn't exist, if the I band still exists. And Oasis did really well as well. Yeah, so like, yeah. I think there's probably something in that, but the fact that it was all basically like the same, the same people that were playing all these songs, I mean, first of all, that's kind of weird, but also cool. And second of all, like Danny's pal Greg said to me that night, he's like, see when you're in a band, right, and you go out on stage and people like your music and they respond to it. Yeah. That feels fucking great, but how does it feel to go out there and play songs that you know people are going to respond to, but you didn't write them? Like I, that's going to find that. I mean, doing a, co- doing a covers one you've thing. You've done a right? cover, yeah. Doing yeah. a covers one thing because you're doing your version of that song, but you're going out there to do the exact same yeah, song. Yeah, that's true. As the people want to hear on the record, and these guys were using all digital stuff apart from the drum kit. So if it sounds like the record. That's exactly what you're looking for, right? No mm-hmm. one's expecting you to do a like a, a heavier version or a jazz version of fucking freaking <laughs> leash. Do you know what I mean? 
One but, of those BBC uh, live lounge kind of acoustic slowed down sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it was interesting to see it because I'd never really thought about it in that way before and put that lens on it, but they were really fucking good at what it they was, did, man. Uh, you know, really, I, really good I, I bought it thinking this is a fucking stupid idea and it was a stupid idea. I was looking forward to it, but it was actually genuinely a lot better. As well as being fun, it was a lot better than I expected. Yeah. And also, I have to say, it did make you realise... I mean, corner a fucking tragedy now. They're a bunch of fucking <laughs> morons, really. But they had some really good songs. Yeah. And I, for a lot of people, it's uh, there was people there with me that were like, I actually really like the music of Corn. It's the singing that pits me off it and the lyrics, because mm. the lyrics are fucking pathetic. Yeah, they really are stuff. pathetic. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to say, you mentioned the drummer as well there. Let's give some props. There was a story, how many years? 2019. Was, 2019. The drummer in these tribute bands, they were playing a bigger show and there's, there's footage of it. You can look it up if you want. The drummer had a stroke on stage. He described playing one of the songs and losing, he slowly, gradually losing his eyesight and dropping his stick out his left hand and you see the video of the guy kind of blinking and stuff and continuing to play with his feet and his right arm until his vision comes back and he's able to pick up his stick again and then after the show he goes to like a ward and ends up spending two weeks in a fucking stroke clinic because Mm -hmm. he had a stroke on stage and didn't stop if you were in a (laughs) band and your drummer ever complains because he's doing a three hour fucking Mm. rehearsal show him that video so that that guy Greg he was one that that told me that story and I don't know if the next part is true I didn't look it up but apparently they had had another show a night later or two nights later and Corn happened to be in town and apparently, like, Fieldy came on and, and played bass with him and oh, had the drummer come on that's and fucking, fucking and cool. do stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That could be apocryphal. If that's true, that's But amazing. if that is true, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and the fact that he was, like, actually really good. I mean, I know I know it was, like, four, five years ago, four years ago, four and a half years ago, I suppose. Um, that's a lot of time to recover, but still, still pretty was banging. Like, so yeah. Hats off to them. I had a fucking excellent night yeah. out as well. So uh, my my uh, tribute theme bar would be Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just shit everywhere. <laughs> well, I, I would say I would have a, a list of pure minging cocktails, obviously, but I'd have a concrete monument of shit in the centre of the bar. <laughs> that's what that's would be the that would be like the key feature. Um, and women wouldn't be allowed to come in because they'd all get you know they'd all potentially get sexually assaulted by the bar staff because <laughs> that's what Gigi Allen was really at I can so. think a few bars in Glasgow <laughs> Saturday night by Wigfield is on all the time yeah because he used to say some horrible stuff about women at the front would, would get raped and stuff didn't they so yeah that's dark but banter <laughs> yeah bad guy okay question 23 Morna Cannon mm-hmm. um, listening to music without your headphones annoying bastard or okay I was a bit confused by this question. Yeah, why would that be okay? Well, no, I, dep- I said it depends on context. If you're in the house, then no, you're just oh, that you're being facetious there. No, that's not because like sometimes she I'm, obviously means next to you in a bus or a cafe. Oh, I but I, sometimes I I put a song on my phone if I'm like fucking doing dishes or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you wouldn't be an annoying bath. Who are you annoying? I know exactly that's what I'm saying. So the context kind of matters, right? Yeah, so obviously you're an annoying bastard if you're playing it w- yeah. around anybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, I find that weird. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a weird said, question because it's so obviously well, wrong. No, that's the thing, though. I think it did. It did make me think a wee bit, right? Because I agree, it's a total annoying fucking thing. I had it today actually. I was sitting in a cafe but, trying to re- read a book, and the guy next to me was playing fucking uh, even worse. He was playing TikTok videos, which are just such fucking rapid fire bullshit fucking noises as well. Um, same with like people that walk about having phone calls. With the headphones in, mm. without holding it to their ear, just having fucking out loud phone calls. Don't get oh, it. Annoying as People fuck. who have kids and then just let let them play their games or watch their movie on their iPad. 
on a fucking train or a plane without headphones. There's a fucking Phil K sketch Absolutely. in this Absolutely. <laughs> fuck off. You're the one that decided to have a little fucking little bastard. Get fucking headphones it's, for it or get them to read a fucking book. It's, it's yeah, fuck prick. off. Yeah, prick. It's <laughs> fucking, 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 fucking shut the fuck up, you old cunt. There we go. That's a, that's a new ringtone. Um, but it kind of like widens, right? Because you get it in parks and somewhere where people think they're creating a vibe by putting the tunes on on their phone. Ah, and it's actually, like the cunt like, plays Wonderwall at a party. Well, that's the thing, right? It's, it's totally subjective. You're like, mate, you are not creating a vibe for me right now. This is fucking horrendous. It's like daft wee Neds that play techno and they walk about and think you're going to fucking love it. I think a lot of that's about look at me as well, though. It's look at me culture. But then it does sort of make me think about that really romanticised inner city, like New York City ghetto blaster culture, where it was actually really fucking cool to just take a fucking ghetto blaster yeah, and play the, some tunes uh, and walk about. And I feel like that was when, you know, not everybody had music. Now everybody has their own music, so mm. they choose to listen to their own music. Back then, not everybody had a fucking Walkman or whatever, and it was about adding atmosphere to a, a corner yeah, of a neighbourhood. so let, let's agree then. I would say, for example, you're playing basketball, regardless of what they put on, and I've, I've been in this context, I used to play a lot of basketball at these public courts near my where I stayed. It didn't matter if I didn't listen to hip-hop. If somebody put hip-hop on and you're playing basketball, you're like, that's cool, man, that's fuck it. It's like some tunes, and we're all down with that. Yeah, or you're at a skate park and they put on CKY. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's con- context dependent, Morna, but I think I thoroughly. If you are on a train or in a restaurant, like cafe or something like that, yeah, and you're just yeah. listening to a song, fuck off. I, I mean, it's actually probably an argument for capital punishment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Okay, uh, next question, uh, Neil Quinney. Thanks again, Neil, um, for your second question here. Is um, inspired by Sleaford Mods wow. cover of West End Girls. Wow! How, how do you make charity singles less shite? Sometimes you're better off dead. There's a gun in your hand. He's pointing at your head. You think you're mad? Too unstable. Kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. Call the police. There's a madman around running down underground to a. I think charity should be abolished. No, <laughs> no I think I, I, I mentioned that when we were talking about, I work for charity. When we were talking about Lad Baby earlier, yeah. surely it is you make charity singles less shite by making them redundant and you make charity redundant and you do that by investing <laughs> in social... Ultimately, yes. And, and, and this utopian version... My answer to make charity singles less shite is invest in social services. Well, you know what? This actually works in multiple levels because I do feel that on one hand... If we got rid of poverty, we would get rid of the need for charity singles. Yeah. But I also feel if we got rid of poverty in Britain, we'd then get rid of good We'd have nothing to talk about, and we'd get rid of them as well. I know, but then it, everybody would be Fred again. It would be full of middle class cunts. Mm. I, I mean, I I, I kind of hate Sleaford Mods Potter more than Fred again. Yeah, I know, but hardship creates good art. We'd just have to listen to old stuff. Or bad art seizes on hardship to legitimise itself by pretending to be someone. Well, both can be true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually have to say, I don't think all charity singles are shit. In particular, SOS by Portishead, the cover of ABBA, was fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I think I have the answer, and it's you have to remove the novelty factor. The novelty factor is the thing which makes charity single shit. You know, if you're doing something because it's a bit of a banter, but try to be funny, then that automatically denigrates it. I think. I think if you, you know if you I mean? want if you want to get rid of a huge swathe of it, and I would I would suggest probably 
some of the worst would be the kind of involvement of low-level celebrities. So perhaps that's novelty, though. That is novelty. Perhaps, well, okay. Perhaps an argument would be to stop making people famous for fuck all. Well, that's not going to happen. Oh well, getting rid of poverty is not going to happen. You didn't fucking say that today, I did, did you? I, did, I said. But I said, you think that's more ridiculous than getting I, rid of poverty in Britain? I actually, I actually think it's probably just as ridiculous. <laughs> like I did say, I did say when Dave, I did say when Dave said that, like, um, yeah, well, that would be perfect in utopian world. It's not going to fucking happen. But also, we're not going to get rid of we're not going to get rid of pointless celebrities anyway because because the world is shite and it's fucked and we're all gone to hell. But no, I think that what you're saying, I think it's kind of what I mean by novelty. Like you're bringing in these people who are recognised, quote unquote, recognisable faces, mm-hmm. and that gives it a novelty factor. Like, you've never heard her singing or him singing on that song because he can't sing, but he's a, it's a bit of a laugh because he's in fucking Made in Chelsea. It's like, no, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in fairness, the sausage like, roll boy probably helped out a lot of folk. Sausage roll boy? Aye, the lad, lad baby. Lad baby. All right. Yeah. He, he did probably buy a lot of tins of beans. Back in the old day, you used to have baths in tins of beans. It's weird how it, weird, <laughs> how, weird how it all goes Rubbing red. your face in it, eh? Whereas now, if you did, you're right, if you did the big bean bath in comic relief, people would be like, that's 25 dinners you're having a bath I should have been in a fucking, like, food, fucking food bath. Fucking that's disgusting. PC gone mad, that's yeah. what it is. I wonder what they do. You can't even fuck, you probably can't even date in guns now. You probably give guns to the poor. You'd be like, that should be in a fucking Christmas dinner, mate. That's terrible, man, using that guns like that, bad chap. There's actually, I mean, there's, there's a, <laughs> part of, not the guns thing, obviously, but the actual food thing, that'll definitely be a conversation that's been had to BBC. That you can't have food. You can't have a baked bean bath anymore. You can't have that. There's yeah. a really good Twitter account called Places Where Beans Shouldn't Be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like beans in somebody's pocket or beans and just and, and things. Fuck you, do man. I like to. I like his job. Not, I like Social not, media. Yeah, I like to not doom scroll. Basically, I like to just. That like, sounds like a, a question we get from that boy Richard Billsborough. Where should beans not be? <laughs> <laughs> Most places. <laughs> right. Okay. Last question for this episode is it a proper one. It's, a, it's, yeah, a, it's an, an actual it's question. An, it's yeah. an unsung special. Yeah, it's one of the unsung kind of traditional constructive special questions. Uh, new Scottish bands to look out for. Um, who wants to Grisco? I mean, I've got a fair list here. I don't want to. I've got, I've got, I've got a few. Okay, I would say um, one that really jumps out to me right now is a band Reeking Joy. I've got that one. Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore meets punk meets something a bit new. A like they just seem like the real fucking deal. Really good live, good great mix, awesome energy on stage, really good fun to watch. Just a really fucking positive band. And yep. yeah, I, I feel as well, I've seen them quite a few times now, and they're adding songs. Mm-hmm. That, that I think it's that thing where you see there's loads of bands bubble through and you're like oh they're fun to watch and they never add songs like this band it's like a footballer adding goals to their game like they're, they're just they're starting to do stuff that's going to stick mm-hmm. I think they, they I think they could go places yeah. I'd like to add to that Trauma Bonds who are another Dundee band um, who are of a similar ilk I think they've got potential to do quite a lot of good stuff this year as well. Again, female fronted, again, hardcore meets punk. Really good uh, guitar player is in Truth Runner, who are a good band as well. Yeah, they're a fucking cracking band and I want to watch out for, I think. Dave, you any? Uh, yeah, like heavy stuff, Coffin Mulch, class. 
Like, oh, I've got them here. Genuinely Definitely. very good. Very, 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 very good band. Yeah. Um, very cute good. with a K. Yeah, really we, were, we were talking about cute before because they've played with Rican Joy. Mm-hmm. They are a great band. Kenny Campbell, I know him quite well. Um, yeah. Guitar player, fucking class Fletch as well. I guess I've got to choose a band that my cousin Ian's in, so I'd probably go Head Cleaner, who are really fun and fast. I haven't heard that. Like, they are genuinely really good. Uh, I saw them, well, maybe about a year ago, but it was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Folky stuff. There's a couple of artists. uh, Ravelo, this girl, uh, Kim. Kim. She's amazing. Like, her new album. See if you put that in a playlist with, like, Mitski, all that really good female indie folky stuff. She's totally as good. I'd also check out Iona Zajac. Zajac. Got her here, yeah. Gothy folk pop. Bits of Lana Del Rey, bits of Siobhan Wilson, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. couple of electronic folk can we um, just spell that by the way just for the listeners yeah so it, Iona I-O-N-A Zajac Z-A-J-A-C um, Lord of the Isles has been around for ages but he's producing really good stuff I think he's from heard, Sky heard or something name. I don't know the music like he's been going forever but he's never produced an album I don't think properly Definitely worth checking out. And then Proc Fiscal and Lanark Artifacts mm-hmm. are both amazing producers who are doing kind of like weird, deep, wonky shit. And then I'll maybe save my last one because it's one of my records of the year. Okay. Cool. Um, go back to Dundee, uh, Portable Heads. Heads are good, yeah, man. Good weird, mm-hmm. angular, kind of like post hardcore yeah, Interesting sort of band, man. Really interesting. Uh, Bleaks, Dave. Bleaks, oh, yeah. Bleaks, Bleaks, are, Bleaks are great. Bleaks really are good, good well. hardcore punk. The yeah. guys come at it from like a bit more of a kind of their background. It's like a bit more art and indie rock, but they've gone really mm-hmm. headlong into like authentic hardcore. But then there's also bits where you can tell they all like Deftones yeah. and new metal. You, like that's the thing. Bouncy bits. They're very good at the authentic stuff, but I think what's modernised them a bit and made them less of just a tribute act to like old stuff is that they've got sensibilities from their other groups because they're in completely different other projects. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, there's some really interesting bits in there. Great live project, the kind of band that you'll see on a bill with Reek and Joy and we cute and stuff like that. Well, the hardcore thing, which is kind of like this whole kind of vibe, which seems to be happening in modern hardcore at the moment, there's a lot of bands that are doing weird stuff like that. Um, not British bands, but like 
Angel Dust's new record is a is like moving more Seven Dust. Angel Dust. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it. moving more so towards I've heard that Seven like, Dust are really good. <laughs> that kind of poppy, hardcore, like crossover pop thing. Not poppy as in how you understand it to be poppy, but like crossover. Like Turnstile did. MS Paint had a really good album out last year as well. A bit of a, like a nineties Nintendo core electro almost. And, it's and not, not Scottish. No, I was I'm saying like right. there's, there's this there seems to be this movement in hardcore oh, right, okay, okay. at the moment where people are like usually it would be like oh we're bringing a bit of new metal. Mm-hmm. Well, they seem to be bringing in like hip hop and like different things. It's quite really exciting just now. Uh, I think uh, we should mention Backstabber. Um, share a yeah, drummer yeah. with Coffin Mulch Fraser yeah. um, also uh, Vicky from Divorce and George really really great ferocious noise rock like properly brutal like a jagged rusty buzzsaw getting fucking dragged over your face mm-hmm. like if you like bass tones in particular yeah, yeah. it's fucking feral oh actually a band like I've only heard them from the room beneath me in my <laughs> studio <laughs> but yeah I've been talking to folk that know them and I think they've been going for a wee while, but they've got a couple of songs I can confirm that they've been practicing that are really fucking good. Uh, Big Farmer. Okay. They're like a noise band. Yeah, noise band from uh, Glasgow. Cool. And they've got the Massey Ferguson logo, so that's class. But yeah, like big beefy noise, sort of old school. Um, um, yeah. Just to branch out a wee bit to get a bit of representation in here, uh, the Bleeders, this kind of strange, awkward, sometimes noisy, gothy post-punk stuff. Really, really good. I've seen the name kicking about. Um, Dancer. The indie band Dancer mm. or Gold Mold. I actually saw them at a gig. They were shoved on another bill, which is a Gold Mold show. Yeah. Uh, at last minute, because their tour had fallen through, their show in Glasgow had fallen through. Can't remember who else was playing that. They stood out, stood out a little bit because they didn't sound like any other bands on the bill, but they were really fucking good. Well, man. again, they're coming from a label that does a lot of noise stuff, but they're very much an indie band. I will mm. say, like, for folk that are on that scene they're the band that I think most people have got money on to make a breakthrough mm-hmm, you know yeah. they, uh, you never know with these bands things can get in the road you know we've seen plenty of great bands fall at the last hurdle but they do seem like a band that could go places I think for like Brit indie guitar rock you know you're much more traditional stuff like The Caves with a K They're really good at what they do. Whether or not, you know, indie guitar rock straight up is your thing, it doesn't really get much better done than them that I've heard recently. Uh, I think C-Fax, C-E-E-F-A-X, if you're British, that'll make sense. If you're not, you'll be like, what the fuck is C-Fax? But they do like a Susie and the Banshees gothy indie thing. I 
absolutely fucking brilliant. Really, really strong on the songs, which I think hopefully will be the what, what gets them a, a bit of success. Uh, Crater Creek, the emo punk scene. Very like good. a kind of like almost like a themed horror Halloween themed, themed. Halloween yeah. themed yeah. emo punk band but they're, they're fucking tremendous they're yeah. really fucking good yeah I mean I get the feeling they're a band that'll maybe uh, outgrow that sort of novelty origin and just become a genuinely very very good mm-hmm. emo band um, I think Everyday Pharaohs in a similar scene Yeah, very, I was going to mention them. Yeah, They're very so tuneful, good. very very tuneful mm. band. Fun to listen to. Uh, Gravel as well. Um, for good. that gothy electro alt pop thing, and the last one I would throw in here is probably Sweatpants. We appear at the start. Just jump on beats and I get real chilly. Heat up bars on the floor, get silly. Sudden these fools like Jay and Billy. Go won't war, but it can't get drilly. So just stop cause you won't get pitied. Man from Sweatpants. Um it's just Glaswegian hip hop act. Um and you know I'm not a huge hip hop fan, but you know, on casual listening, I'm like something feels different about this. This is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, that would be that would be my pick. Uh, you've guys have covered a few that I was gonna say, so I'll just add in a couple more. Frog costume. Just leave me here with my heart in my hands, my brains all over the floor, and I'm sure you've heard it. So they're a band that went quiet, but they were really good. They've just released their album. They released their album towards the end of last year. It was actually featured on Stereo Gum, um, which is a pretty big deal. They're all much younger than we are. Uh, Cameron's isn't a, everybody. Cam Cameron's on a bunch of bands. But they're very, very good and they're poised to do quite well, I think. They're really social. bit biased because we played with them recently and I've been following them for a wee while kind of like the Hotelier really um, odd you know they're rarely you know. social you hear that name and you think right it's going to be an indie band right mm-hmm. and then actually seeing them they were fucking great yes uh, so good did man. not sound anything like yeah. the band I expected three piece emo a bit like the Hotelier some a bit a, a pretty lot, rattly yeah, in a good quite, way yeah. like energetic cacophonous mm-hmm. in a good way some almost like mathy tapping guitar parts yeah. as well which is a, a bit of yeah, a theme in some some circles of midwestern emo and a band that I've been tracking for a while called Slow Move who like kind of paramore almost they're good we're harder edge yeah um, really like them i really want to get on a show with them so i'm gonna fucking yeah. go in um and 
to guys that mentioned everyone else. So I Dave, who's this biggie that you're holding on to? Are you keeping that for your best? I'll album? keep that for my half hour separate episode of my favourite albums of the year. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thus uh, we bring you. Thus concludes part two. Part two of the Christmas special. I've tanned a fair amount of vodka, by the way. Okay, that's going to make episode three a bit interesting, but uh, yeah. So, uh, God bless. Any final thoughts? Um, apart from the fact that I was right about sun, <laughs> and that's going to be the takeaway from this episode. I tuned out during that whole section. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like you do during sun. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. I like how you did that in a sort of like um, still game kind of, kind of voice there. I spent most of the, the holidays watching still game when I was doing it with my parents. Still game is genuinely brilliant. It's the thing you can agree on with your folks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's You're like, like what? This is actually really funny. <laughs> I'm into this. Oh yeah, it's like a prick. Uh, I've never, never heard the word prick said so, so many hours. Oh, <laughs> Road. Um, right. Okay. Well, lovely. Join us in part three. Yeah, prick. Yeah, prick. <laughs> <laughs>